Hey friends, thanks for joining in on another episode of Cast the Word. Today we're going to talk about the subject, it's time for an oil change. Friends, thank you guys so much again for joining in on another episode today. I want to talk to you for a few moments on the subject, it's time for an oil change. And we're pulling this from the scripture found in Psalms 92, verses 4 through 10. And I'm going to read it. It says, For thou, Lord, hast made me glad through thy work. I will triumph in the works of thy hands. O Lord, how great are thy works, and thy thoughts are very deep. A brutish man knows not, neither does a fool understand this. When the wicked spring as the grass, and when all the workers of iniquity do flourish, it is that they shall be destroyed forever. But thou, Lord, art most high forever. For lo, thine enemies, O Lord, for lo, thine enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. But my horn shalt thou exalt like the horn of a unicorn. I shall be anointed with fresh oil. This verse is likely a verse that we've all heard many times, but to me it never gets old. In fact, I'd argue the more I read over some of these verses like this, the sweeter they get for me. And as the body of Christ and the church, we are to be the ecclesia, which means the called out ones. To be anointed by the Holy Spirit is a separation from that which is in the world. As the body, we should not walk like the world or talk like the world or think like the world, right? The lack of an anointing or a desire for spiritual truths can cause us to have one foot in the world and one foot in the church. And what I mean by that is that we may be straddling the fence of are we fully committed to serving Christ or are we also interested in some of the pleasures of this life? You know, it's kind of like we're straddling the fence there. We're not all the way in. We're not all in, in the deep end for Christ. We should not strive to live the life of carnal Christianity, but instead we should endeavor as children of God to walk by the Spirit, to live by the Spirit, and to be led by the Spirit through the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Abiding in Christ helps us to lay aside the systems of this world. We're in the world, but we should not operate like the world. And the church, the church should not strive to bring the desires of the world into the sanctuary either. And what I mean by that is, you know, there there are many prosperity preachers, and there are many motivational speakers, and there are many preachers out there that, you know, struggle with preaching the full counsel of God because they're interested in, in the numbers of the church instead of, you know, striving to reach towards perfection and sanctification. And that's hard. That's a hard job for pastors to have. I'm not belittling anybody by saying that. It's just a fact that you go on YouTube and look at a lot of preachers now, and there's a lot of preachers out there that just, you know, skirt around some topics that, you know, are not popular per se, but a biblical Christian is not popular, but being a popular Christian sometimes isn't biblical either, so we have to have that balance, right? When we go to church, we shouldn't want to really hear a motivational speaker. Yeah, there will be motivation. Yes, there will be encouragement in the Word of God, absolutely, but what I mean by that is that we shouldn't just go to to church to kind of get a therapy session to make us feel good on the outside so we can check the box that we went to church. You know, we should want to go a little bit deeper with the Lord, right? We should want to reach a little bit further and go a little bit further with God and and kind of, you know, separate ourselves from from the world, you know, to be to be an, an anointed uh child of God. 
means to be separated from the world. And, you know, I'm not saying that we should run around and neglect the, the things of this life either. You know, of course, there's always a balance, right? I feel like I have to clarify that because I don't want any anything I'm saying to be misconstrued. But my point in, in digging into this is that, yes, we're in the world, but we should not walk like the world. We should not talk like the world, right? And society today, there is a clear differentiation between um, what what the Bible says and how we should walk and live compared to sometimes the pushes from society. So I don't want to go to church to hear a life coach from the pulpit. I want to hear the Word of God. If you attend a church where the Bible is never opened, then that's a problem, and there definitely is no anointing. The anointing comes through the Word of God, and if and if your your church never opens the Bible, you know that's that's a big red flag for me anyway. That's a big red flag. The Word of God offers within itself motivation, encouragement, exhortation, and conviction, and we need all of those things. We need the motivation. We need the encouragement. This podcast is 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 the a great theme of this podcast and our ministry is to encourage in the Word, but we also need to be convicted from from time time and time again, right? We need that conviction to be able to self-reflect and realize that there are things in us that maybe God doesn't want in us, and we need the anointing and the the Holy Spirit to help guide us into perfection. And, you know, we all sin. We all fall short of the glory of God. We'll never walk a sinless life. There's only been one person that's ever walked a sinless life, and he took on the cross for you and I. We're never going to reach that. However... We do need to lay aside some things. You know, Galatians says to lay aside that sin that so easily besets us. You know, press toward the mark. Keep looking forward. Don't look back. Don't look to your side. But keep pressing towards the mark, towards perfection. What we don't need is man's hand in the mix, tainting the gospel and removing the anointing of the Holy Ghost. We need to abide in the vine and allow the Holy Spirit to lead us in all truth. Through the anointing, and when I say in all truth, that's this is going back to what I was saying earlier about motivational speakers and prosperity preachers and all of those alike. You know, we need the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, to lead us in all truth. Don't shun the full counsel of God. P- keep pushing forward. Keep hungering for more. Those things that are hard to hear and those things that are easy to hear too. We need it all. 1 John 2.27 says, But the anointing which you have received of him abides in you, and you need not that any man teach you, but as the same anointing teaches you of all things, and is truth, and is no lie, and even as it has taught you, you shall abide in him. He's not saying here that we should not listen to teachers. Rather, he's referring to what is said in verse 26 about listening to those that lead us away from truth. And as believers, we must rely on the anointing and the Holy Spirit of God to lead us into all truth and to discern, you know, when we're listening to preachers on YouTube or when we're listening to podcasts like myself, you know, or going to church. We need the Holy Spirit to lead us into all truth and be able to discern those things. We must also feed ourselves. We must be hungry for the anointing ourselves. We must seek the anointing ourselves. We must want to pursue truth ourselves. Sunday and Wednesday services or prayer meetings or any other you know weekly service your local assembly might have should just be pit stops for us to refuel as we traverse the land plowing ourselves. We can't just rely on our leaders and our church bodies to feed us. We got to feed ourselves. To put it simply, the anointing is essential, not just for the pastor, 
not just for the choir, not just for the praise team, not just for the church elders, but for the sanctuary, for the body, for us as individuals. We must have an individual hunger for the anointing. This requires us from time to time to check our spiritual engines to ensure we're not on cruise control, to ensure that our check engine light's not on, that the light hasn't come on saying it's time for an oil change. We need to be proactive. We don't want to go through the motions and and neglect our spiritual growth. we got to evaluate for ourselves whether or not it's time for us to have an, an oil change. The pastor can't answer that question for, for us. Church leaders can't answer that question for us. That's an individual connection between you and the Lord. we got to figure that out ourselves. We need a fresh anointing if we're going to be able to fight the battles that are faced before us in this life, whatever they may be. And there are many battles out there, and we each face battles each and every day in our lives. And our pit stops in church throughout the week should help remind us of the power of the anointing and that the battles can be won if the Lord is with us, right? There's power when the body congregates together in the sanctuary. And I want to talk about this for a second. Where two or three are gathered together in my name, there I will be. We read that in the scripture. Psalm 63 verse 2 says, I've seen you in the sanctuary to see your power and your glory. And this is why we must not forsake the assembling together. We still have an individual pursuit. We still have an individual hunger. We still should have an individual desire to pray, read our word, worship, and praise on our own time. But there's power in getting together at church. And thank God for technology and the ability to live stream right now during the pandemic. Many churches have relied on that this past year, and praise God for it. I'm thankful that we had that opportunity to still continue to stream and still continue to look at YouTube and um, and listen to podcasts or whatever your venue may be, you know. Praise God for technology, because when the world was shut down last year, many people didn't have church that was open, you know. Many churches shut down for a period of time, and thank God for technology to be able to continue encouraging each other in, in the in the Lord. You know, iron sharpens iron. We need that. There's power in the sanctuary. There's power when we're all together. It doesn't matter what I'm going through in my personal life. When I walk into my personal church and I see the faces of my brothers and sisters in Christ, it's almost like the dark cloud of this life, of all the stressors and all the you know responsibilities and things that I'm worried about and you know all the cares of this life. When I walk into my sanctuary at church, that lifts away from me because I realize that Yes, God cares about us in this life. He wants us to prosper. He wants us to be successful. But we all know good and well that sometimes the cares of this life can weigh us down. But when when I, I'll speak for myself, and I hope that other brothers and sisters in Christ can relate to this, but when I walk into the sanctuary of God, and I'm with my brothers and sisters, and I know that we're together for one reason, to worship God, Man, that weight just lifts off of me, even if it's just for a few, you know, an hour or a few hours or whatever for that service. It, that I I need that. That energizes me throughout the week to continue pushing forward. We need each other. We need uh, brothers and sisters with like-minded faith because you know there's so many problems in this world right now, and there's so many issues that you and I face on a daily basis. We need brothers and sisters of like faith to help pick us up and to help carry us sometimes. We need that. Amen. Without the anointing, we have no power because 
There's nothing good within us. There's nothing good. Without a fresh anointing, we're simply unable to speak, unable to teach, unable to witness, to overcome, to resist, to be empowered, or to comfort. And if you find yourself in a dry season, then today is the day to check your engine and to maybe change your oil. It's the anointing that gives us the power to preach and the power to say, the power to confront and the power to stay, the power to stand and the power to remain, to sit still or the power to aim. The anointing gives us the power to stoke the flame so we do not faint, to equip, comply, abstain, and campaign, to exclaim the truth, explain, or tread the terrain and not live in vain. The anointing of the Holy Spirit is the answer to our troubles. It causes us not to tumble or stumble. The anointing helps us to maintain the rain, contend for the wind, and summon the fire, to call all things which be not as though they are. So ask yourself, are you hungry? Are you thirsty? Or are you on fire today for God? Or are you all right where you are to live life fireless inside your fight? Now is the time. Grab onto it because I believe today is your day to be empowered with the fresh oil. Without a fresh oil, we're weaponless. We don't have the armor of God, and we're unable to counterattack the arrows that are fired at us by the enemy. And we know that the flesh is not pleasing to God. It's impossible to please God in the flesh. We can't accomplish the things we need to do in the flesh. So we need to walk by the Spirit and to walk with the anointing to help us carry on. It's not by power, nor by might, but by my Spirit, says the Lord. The anointing is needed to help keep our lamps burning in this late and in this dark hour, and to keep the light burning bright within the inside of us. The anointing oil helps to keep our lamps burning as we await the coming of the King. It helps us to be prepared. And if we're not careful with the level of oil within us, then we will find ourselves in the story Jesus taught in Matthew 25. So I want to read some of this to you. Matthew, 20, uh, Matthew 25, verses 1 through 13, Jesus talks about the parable of the wise and the foolish virgins. And it says, Then the kingdom of heaven shall be likened to ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Now five of them were wise, and five were foolish. Those who were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. But while the bridegroom was delayed, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight a cry was heard, Behold, the bridegroom is coming, go out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise answered, saying, No, lest there should not be enough for us and you, but go rather to those who sell and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came. And those who were ready went in with him to the wedding, and the door was shut. Afterward, the other virgins came also, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Assuredly, I say to you, I do not know you. Watch therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour in which the Son of Man is coming. So what does this have to do with the anointing? Well, there are many different interpretations of these verses, which I won't get into here, but the point to take away is, are we ready? Are we ready for the bridegroom to arrive? Are we prepared? And do we have enough oil in our lamps to last through the night? We need the anointing oil to stand ready. We all know we're living in night times right now. 
where good is evil and evil is good, but the church must be able to stand in this late hour. We must not fall asleep, and we must ensure our lamps are continuously burning. In this culture we find ourselves in now, it's only a matter of time before the church is pressured to sit down and to be quiet, more so than some might argue we are right now. If we're to stand boldly in this late hour, then we've got to have fresh oil. We got to be ready to stand strong on the word of God and to cling to our Bibles more than ever. The question is are we prepared to stand when the world says to sit? The Lord is looking for his bride today, prepared for his coming, and bold in the Lord to stand up in love and to hold fast to the promises of this book. I've come to the point in my life where I don't care what people think of me anymore. Years ago, I used to be consumed with making everyone around me as happy as possible. And it's not that I don't care about other people's happiness anymore, don't get me wrong, but I'm more focused on pleasing God more than I am on pleasing those that are around me. Do I still care about those that are around me and do I still want to make them happy? Absolutely. But I'm not consumed by that feeling anymore. I'm more consumed with pleasing God. All I care about is pleasing the Father and walking by faith. All I care about is whether or not I have the anointing to withstand the coming warfare. All I care about is making sure that I have the blood-stained banner of the Lord Jesus Christ written across my doorpost that as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. The world can't take that away from me. The world can't take away my joy. The world can't take away any anointing. The world can't take away the blood of Christ. They can try all they want, but I'm ready to stand. I'm ready to worship, praise, and and to speak, and I'm not going to cower down to the systems of this world because I have something the world doesn't have. I have the Lord on my side, and so do you. Let any man come to the Lord, and he'll accept you freely. That's for all of us. It's not that you know, the body of Christ has some something special that other people don't have. Yeah, we do have something special, but that's only because the world hasn't accepted it. It's available for all. And if God before me, who can be against me? If God before you, who can be against you? Be bold to stand up in love. I'm not talking about hate or anything like that. I'm talking about standing up for what you believe in with the spirit of passion, with the spirit of love, not with the spirit of controversy, not with the spirit of hate speech, not with the spirit of beating people over the head with the Bible. We don't need that. We got to approach people in love. We got to show love the way Christ would show love. At least that's what I believe. If we're running on fumes, then we can't do those things. We're going to cave in. There's no doubt about it in my mind. If we lack the anointing, we have no power to withstand any sort of attack. We have no power to to dispel any sort of witness to Christ in this present hour. When our cars are ready for oil changes, the check engine light's going to come on. And I'll say in the past, I really haven't been the best at getting my oil changed at the exact time I'm supposed to. In fact, oftentimes I rely on on my uh, my dashboard to tell me uh, you got an oil change coming up, and, and in my truck uh, it it pops up and it says you know you're you're 200 miles away from an oil change, and then it counts down, and then it'll get to zero, and it'll go in the negative and say now you're past due. You were due for an oil change. You had an oil change coming up in 100 miles. You need to get an oil change. At zero miles, you're ready for an oil change right now. And if you go in the negative, 
your past due for an oil change. And that's what my truck reads. And I know a lot of cars out there do that nowadays, but, um, but you know, that's, that's what my truck tells me. It gives me a countdown and it tells me when I need to get an oil change. And in the spiritual realm, I don't want to ever see that mile tracker come on in my life. Hear me in the spirit. I, I want to be proactive, don't you? I want to be quick to assess what kind of oil is in my engine. I don't want that oil light to come out to come on, and I certainly don't want that oil light to tell me that I'm past due. I'm 500 miles past due for a spiritual oil change. I want to be quick to respond, and truth be told, I don't want to run on the anointing I received a year ago either. I want a fresh anointing. I want a fresh oil. I don't want to be satisfied with what I received, you know, years ago, you know. Thank God for my salvation. I wouldn't be anywhere without our salvation. That's the best day of my life, the day I got saved. But we need a fresh oil right now to be able to counterattack the fresh attacks that are coming from the enemy. Think about it from a military perspective. Years ago, there were cannons and muskets and things of that nature, but now we have stealth planes and, and drones and all kinds of advanced technology. We need that kind of advanced anointing to face the attacks of today, amen? There are so many kinds of kind of ways now that the enemy can attack us. Of course, in my opinion, the, the worst attack and the most common attack comes into the mind, but we got to be able to have an anointing to cast down those strongholds in our mind. I don't want to be satisfied with the anointing I got years ago. I want to be, I want a fresh anointing right now, don't you? What I'm saying is if we're not quick to get our oil changed, then there may be an issue of sludge in our engines. If we're not quick to change our oil, we may miss God. We may miss our moment of opportunity. If we neglect the oil change or delay too long, you can have even more issues with your car leading up to a complete lockdown and shutdown of your of your vehicle. If you don't change your oil in your car and you keep running it, eventually it's going to shut down. The same is true in the spiritual realm. We've got to stoke those flames. We've got to get that oil changed. We've got to get a fresh oil. We've got to stir the gift. We must make sure the fire on our altars never goes out. The problem, however, is we cannot treat our spiritual man the same as we treat our cars. I'd I'd argue that many in the church today might have their spiritual check engine light on and they may not even know it. But oftentimes, you know, well, not oftentimes, all the time, usually in the spiritual realm, unless you have a you know discernment and, and self-awareness, in the spiritual realm, we don't have a blinking light flashing in our dashboard telling us it's time for an oil change, it's time for an oil change. We got to be reliant on the Holy Spirit. We got to be able to self-reflect and look back and say, man, I've ha- I've had closer days with God in my past than I am right now. I've been more excited with God in my past more than I am right now. I prayed more in my past than I'm praying right now. I read more of my Bible in the past than I read read more right now. If we can look back and be honest with ourselves and see some better days that are behind us, and we got to fix that because we believe that better days are yet to come, right? We believe that we haven't seen the best days of our lives, that we're going to see God move in a mighty way in in our future. So we don't want to look back and thank God for for experiences in the past. They've helped motivate us to get us to where we are right now, but we need right now moments to help propel us into the future, right? That's what we need. So today I pray that the Spirit of the Lord has sent me through this podcast so that God can speak through me to encourage someone to check your 
your spiritual engine. Check to see if your oil light is on. I pray that God has sent me here today to motivate some that might be stagnant right now, to help set free those that might be bound, to console those that are mourning, to remind you that your ashes can be turned to beauty and that your graves can be turned to gardens, to remind you who you are in God and what you're destined to accomplish for the kingdom to remind you that you are here for a purpose, to remind you that you are trees of righteousness planted firmly by rivers of living water. And these accomplishments are nothing we can do on our own. These accomplishments, these things I just rattled off here, they're provided through the fresh oil of the Holy Spirit by our Lord Jesus Christ that gives us the power and the comfort. His anointing offers us freedom and liberty. His anointing offers us joy. Hebrews 1.9, God has anointed you with the oil of gladness. So today I encourage you, don't thirst for an anointing of a little dabble, do you? Just to manage to squeak by in life. Don't be strictly satisfied with an anointing or an experience or a moment you had with God yesterday. We need to go beyond that. I don't want to be satisfied with what I received yesterday. I don't want to live off of what I got yesterday. I want to go deeper. I, like I said, I believe our best days are ahead of us. And in, in our churches today, I believe that there will be a great outpouring and, and that the remnant, the, the people that are truly hungry, will experience more of God than they ever have before. And I pray that we all are ready for that. I pray that we're all hungry for that. That's the kind of anointing I want to where I can't wait to get back to church with my brothers and sisters. I want the kind of anointing where I can't wait to get a, get alone with God for a moment. I want the kind of anointing where I can't wait to open my Bible and see what the Lord has to say to me today. I want an anointing where tomorrow someone at work says, man, what happened to you? Something's different about you. I'm talking about that kind of an anointing that will cause the introvert in us to rise up in boldness and be able to witness to people in love. That will cause the addicted to be set free. I'm talking about the anointing that will cause the depressed to find joy, the sick to find healing. I'm talking about the fresh oil that makes you want to come into the Lord's house ready to worship when no one else is worshiping. Be the leader. I'm talking about that kind of anointing where when we come in, we can say, I don't care if I'm the only one today that's going to that's gonna worship God. You know, I'm going to worship God. I'm going to worship my king. Whether I'm the only one or not doesn't really matter to me. I don't care if people are looking at me. I don't care if people are staring at me. I don't care if my friends, family, or people on the job think that I'm weird for tucking my Bible under my arm and wanting to read the Word. That's the kind of anointing that we want, where we can just get up and tell somebody, let me tell you what God has done for me. A new anointing that makes you hungrier for His presence more than you've ever been before. The anointing that equips you to fight the spiritual battles that the enemy is dispensing upon you and this nation and this world right, right now in this very moment. The church needs a fresh anointing. The body needs a fresh anointing. And I pray that God help us hunger for that. I pray that God help us be hungry, hungry for more of His of His presence. The anointing sets us apart. In 2 Kings 9, verse 6, we read about a man named Jehu who was set apart by the anointing. I'll let you read that on your own time. It's in 2 Kings chapter 9. A man, a man named Jehu that was set apart by the anointing. That's the kind of anointing I, I want, where it's not just a little bit, but an entire anointing box is poured over our heads, from the top of our head to the bottom of our feet, where everyone can see it, smell it, touch it, and feel it. That's the anointing I want. 
I want an anointing that breaks the yoke. Isaiah 10:27 says, "It shall come to pass in that day that his burden will be taken away from your shoulder and his yoke from your neck, and the yoke will be destroyed because of the anointing oil." In the natural, that verse and the verse preceding verse 27 is discussing the remnant in Israel returning to their land after the Assyrian destruction. And there's likely even a dual application for a prophetic word for the future as well. But I believe there's a spiritual application in that in that verse for right here, right now. So that's why I quoted that. I also want an anointing that will equip us. Isaiah 61, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to those who are bound. Through this scripture, we read that the anointing helps to enable us. It helps to to bring good news to the afflicted, to heal the brokenhearted. I just quoted a little bit of that verse, but it continues. It it tells us to proclaim liberty to the captives, to set prisoners free. The anointing equips us to tackle this world, and the anointing prepares us for battle too. Those are just a few points I wanted to rattle off because I kind of went through uh, my notes a little bit fast there at the beginning, but suffice it to say, and I hope I've driven this point home today, is that we need a fresh anointing. We need a fresh experience. We need to check our engines and see if it's time for an oil change. Amen. I pray that this episode today has blessed you, has encouraged you, has maybe even made you self-aware that, you know what, I need to do more. I need to be hungrier for God. We all do. I need to be hungrier for God. You know, uh, that goes through me first. I need to be hungrier for more of His presence and, and to get closer to Him and get deeper with Him. And really, we all need that. Amen. So I pray that this episode has encouraged you. I just wanted to thank you guys so much. This past month, our podcast has just blown up. And I'm so thankful for each and every one of you for just taking... Most of my podcasts are around 20 to 30 minutes. This one might be a little bit long today. But, you know, that it just means so much to me that so many people in the United States where I'm from and across the world are tuning in to listen to what we have to say. I'm humbled by that, truly. And I just thank you guys so much for subscribing to us on Podbean. Uh, Most of our downloads come through the Podbean uh, service, which is where my podcast is hosted. Um, So I, you know, I've talked about this before. I can see stats and see where people are from that are listening and all of that. And it just, man, it blesses me and it it blesses my family. And you guys keep me wanting to keep pushing episodes out. And I know we've been slacking a little bit these last few weeks. And I'll just share with you, my wife and I recently had twins uh, come into our lives. And we have two older kids. So that's four kids total. The twins are nine months now. Um, So the reason why there have been gaps in episodes being released is just because life is crazy right now. Uh, We both have full-time jobs. But this is my passion. This is what I love to do. And we're trying to, to... be more consistent in getting episodes out, especially because now we're having so many people that are tuning in. It just it just encourages me to want to continue, you know, seeking the Lord and figuring out what it is that I can speak to maybe bless somebody out there because that's all I want. That's what this podcast is all about, to cast the word to all those that are interested in listening, to cast the word to all those that are hungry and and all of that. And, and we feel in a sense that we're meeting our purpose, um, 
to God be the glory for that. So thank you guys for that. Continue sharing it if you don't mind. Share our podcast with your friends and family. That means a lot to us. And we've also recently opened up a patron account through our Podbean service. So if you go through the Podbean app, uh, search for Cast the Word, you'll see that there is a button there that now says Be a Patron. And that is an opportunity for... Um, any that feel led, you know, we're, we're never going to push it, obviously, but anyone that, that might feel led to contribute to the podcast, you can contribute through Podbean. You can also go to our Podbean page, uh, podbean.com slash cast the word, and there is a become a, a patron button there. You can do it on your desktop. If you don't see it on the app, when you click cast the word there's those three dots in the top right hand corner you can click that click the refresh page and the button should pop up there but that is just an opportunity for you to provide a uh, monthly contribution if the lord puts that on your heart that you want to do that um, that would greatly help us to continue you know being able to improve our services obviously with the podcast it is so detrimental that you you know produce good quality and we've made it quite an effort to make sure that we have a good mic that we have good sound sometimes there might be background noise but i try very hard to make sure that the the quality of material that we're giving you guys is up to par because i listen to everything through headphones i don't know if if that's how most of you guys listen but i listen through headphones and you can really hear if you don't have good sound quality if you're listening through through your headphones. So we try to do that, um, but your monthly con- contribution, if you choose to do that, if, you, if the Lord has led you to do that, that would help perpetuate that vision. We have a vision of where we want to go, things we want to upgrade to continue producing and continue providing good material um, just from a technological standpoint. Obviously, it takes money. Uh, I, we don't do this for money. Um, but it takes money to continue perpetuating the vision. Amen. So if you feel led to contribute, that is on the Podbean app. Uh, search cast the word. You'll see be a patron. If you don't see that, click the right the three dots in the top right hand corner, click refresh, and it should show up. Or you can find that on podbean.com slash cast the word. So all of that's on there. If the Lord leads you, we have tiered donation amounts that you can give, and there are recognitions and um, benefits for each different amount. So if the Lord has led you to to do that, that's there. Thank you guys so much for listening today. Thank you guys so much for listening every day. I know this is longer than it usually is, but I wanted to give a little bit of an announcement at the end so uh, we could go over some of those things that we're working on. God bless you. Stay strong in the faith, and I look forward to talking to you next time. Mm-hmm.